37th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Thanks for listening. This is episode 109 of Pixelated Paranormal. And uh, I think it's going to be fast and loose because it's just Preston and I, and that's the way we like it. Just me and you are fast and loose. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> poor Steve. Or both. <laughs> a little bit of A, a little bit of B. <laughs> yeah, it's just presto tonight. Steve, uh, Steve couldn't be on because we're trying to get back to our normal recording schedule of Thursday nights. <sighs> and thank God for Mark because we've been on this weird crutch where we've been recording Tuesday nights. I've been editing Tuesday nights and posting Wednesday and thankfully, Mark found that I cut 30 minutes of Preston's audio out of the last episode. <laughs> wow, fuck me, right? <laughs> yeah, damn near. Yeah, so luckily Mark caught it before he posted it. So we're trying to get back on a regular schedule, which means we're going to double up this week. So Steve is uh, sitting one out. But that's cool because there's lots of weird shit to talk about in the world. And uh, who better to talk about it than me and you? That's right. I've got this saying I always sign off with on Instagram, and it always says something to the effect of cheers to the weird shit in the world and those of us that like to talk about it. So presto, let's cheers. Are you drinking anything this evening? I'm drinking a uh, Genesee Cream Ale I've slightly upgraded from Milwaukee's Best. <laughs> very good, very good. Hell yeah. I'm uh, I'm sipping back on a Martin House Brewing Company from Fort Worth called Melted, a Strawberry and Waffle Cone Ice Cream Ale. Damn, you a fancy bitch. That's right. All right, dude. Well, speaking of, cheers to the weird shit, Preston. Cheers to the weird shit. Yeah. So this episode is going to be just pretty much predominantly on the news side of things because lots of weird shit has been uh, recently discovered. So the episode is going to be called Something to the Tune of Lost and Found. I think we may have done that one before, but... uh, yeah, we're going to talk about some of the weird shit people have been finding recently or discovering or unearthing. So uh, let's get into it. First and somehow all, my, my fake news stories about the Chinese guy that removed like the his third testicle. I mean, he lost his, you know, his baby brother and found <laughs> it at the same time. That would have tied in. But no, no, no fake news this time around. So it's you all told yours. us last time. I didn't go into detail though, but fuck it, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, save that. Save that one for Thursday. That way, Steve's okay. back to hear more about it. All right, cool. Well, this one's not too far off, Presto, from what you were just talking about. This is super bizarre. A seven-year-old boy was taken to the Savitha Dental College and Hospital in south in the South Indian city of Chennai by his parents. Because ever since he was three years old, they noticed that his jaw was severely swollen and he complained of a toothache. But because he was three years old, his previous trip to the hospital, um, they left empty-handed because his parents didn't want to do anything too invasive being that young because they felt like a three-year-old was way too young to be going through surgery. So they kind of quit investigating what was causing this toothache and just thought it might go away. Well, when they take the kid to the hospital, his toothache is so severe, they rush him in, do some x-rays, and long story short, 
surgeons removed 526 teeth from his lower jaw. Damn. Yeah. I actually, uh, I had, uh, so when I was uh, a youngin, um, mm-hmm. I uh, was uh, very gummy. I had I had a big set of bubble gum, you know, gums on mm-hmm. me. And uh, so they went in and x-rayed, and they found two sets of extra teeth, plus my baby teeth, which weren't coming out, and then what? my permanents. Uh, so they had, uh, they had to do some surgery. So they removed my baby teeth, my two extra sets of, uh, uh, teeth that were floating in there. And then, uh, I had to go get braces to whiten my jaw to drop down my, my two biggins that I got up front now. Huh? Holy shit. Seriously. So you had like, yeah. they weren't full rows, but they were just all recessed up in there. Yeah. They were just kind of stacked on top of each other. And, uh, yeah. that's why I had them big bubble gum, you know, gums. Oh, really? So your gums just kind of swelled up to accommodate all those yeah. teeth? Yeah. Well, shit, dude. That's pretty much what happened to this kid here. I feel uh, you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got, a, you know, about 470 more on top of what you had, but oh, I'm going to let you live in your hey, little... Hey, tom- uh, tomato, tomato, okay? <laughs> <laughs> a win is a win in my book, and I... Hey, that's true so in total they removed enough teeth to weigh about 200 grams and these teeth varied in size from anywhere between 1 to 15 millimeters but each was a complete tooth with a crown covered by enamel and included a root structure so I will include a picture of this they're small and they said basically it was almost like um, removing the same kind of thing as a pearl from a clam you know, this hard enamel uh, object. But remarkably, the boy wasn't in much pain, as you might expect from the ailment, just uncomfortable. Three days after the operation, he left with a mere 21 teeth and has said that he will recover completely normal. They said surgery was inevitable. Instead of breaking open the bone from the side and leaving a large hole, we drilled into it from the top, said the head surgeon. Luckily... He did not require any reconstruction of the jaw. There was just a sack-like structure with tiny teeth that had to be carefully removed so that we didn't chip or break away any of the structures. His healthy teeth were left behind intact. The unusual condition was a result of a compound composite odontoma, an extremely rare case of a tumor that results in the growth of multiple dental tissues and tooth-like structures. Despite the rarity, compound composite odontomas are not totally unheard of, and in 2014, doctors extracted 232 teeth, once again in India, from the mouth of a 17-year-old boy. But so far, this guy carries the world record at the moment for 526. Damn. That's insane. Well, Preston, let's not take the spotlight off of you completely because I should have mentioned this at the top. I planned on it. We got to give Presto a huge congratulations because you, sir, won <laughs> a pretty awesome award this weekend. Yeah, yeah, music amazing. You won first place in goatee category at the middle of the map mains and music festival. Hell yeah. Beard mustache competition this week. I did. I did. <laughs> yeah, dude. So you you are the first of the uh the show. To bring home any trophy, nonetheless, first place, man. Yeah, thank Hell you. Yeah, bragging rights, my friend. 
<laughs> yeah. So I think uh, I think next competition we go to, I'm gonna keep up uh, the uh, the uh, out of the ordinary goatee that I got going mm-hmm. on, and uh, see if uh, you know I can get uh, top three again. Hell yeah, dude! Congrats, that's pretty badass. And that was a really good uh, event as well. Josh and Omar really put on a fantastic event. Um, lots of people there. A great venue. And man, nothing but smiles. Everybody was just so cheerful and, and happy, despite yep. how hot it was out there. So, oh god, it was hot. It was hot. Yeah, stupid hot. Um, you have you seen that video of that little boy in the back seat when he's talking about how sweaty he is, and his mom's like, "What? You're sweaty? How sweaty are you?" And he's like, "I'm sweaty everywhere, from my butt crack to my balls." that's That's about how sweaty it was yeah man and then some but yeah dude and big shout out to colin eaton man that guy did a fucking bang up job on your haircut and your goatee so hell yeah thanks brother and uh looking down the road i think we're gonna team up with colin and do some uh some big projects coming up hopefully in the next couple weeks or next month or so yeah yeah just another one of our bearded brethren who uh has a background in the paranormal so and boy, does he got stories. Shit. Stories on stories. <laughs> stories on stories on stories on stories. Yeah. We'll probably start off doing an episode just uh, recording with him about some of his experiences and then hopefully get out there in the field, so to speak, and uh, do some investigations. I'm looking forward to it. Hell yeah. Right. Well, hopefully while we're out there, nothing like this next story happens to us. A winter garden woman is thankful to be alive after a near-death experience this previous weekend. Dara Hackett, who lives in Bellmead, just outside the Lanai... Where the hell does this take place at? <laughs> Don't pronounce words like me, now come on. <laughs> right, well, we'll figure out where the hell she was here in a minute, I'm sure. <laughs> I promise <laughs> I read this before. <laughs> Dara Hackett who lives in Bellmead, was just outside Thursday afternoon with her dog and her friend, Evie Anderson, while they were enjoying the afternoon by their pool. All of a sudden, they heard a really loud bang. The bang was so loud they described it almost as loud as a gunshot, but tenfold. They didn't know what the hell happened. They just saw movement out of the corner of their eye. She says, I had my back to the pool, and then all of a sudden, we heard this loud noise. It sounded louder than a gunshot, and then a ting or a clank, a metallic sound, and then a splash in the pool as the water splashed on us. We turned around, and when we looked in the pool, we saw the strange object floating to the bottom, along with an O-ring gasket. And we're like, oh my god, where did that come from? So they got down to the pool, and they fished out the object. It was a seven-inch object. Uh, in diameter, metal gas cap from an aircraft. So somehow, basically, the gas cap from an airplane came loose and fell to the earth and missed this woman by a foot. So she says, basically, they're sitting there and they heard a big rip and it fell through the canopy above them, landed right beside her on the side of the pool, bounced off the edge of the pool, flipped up up in the air and went kaplunk. She says, I was standing about a foot away from where it hit. It was very close. I would say it could have killed me. It could have killed my friend or even my dog. We are very lucky to be alive. 
Now, according to the Federal Aviation Administration, the incident is currently under investigation, and they're not sure which craft may have dropped it. She says it's very scary that something like this could come flying out of the sky at any given point in time. I was very lucky, and the person next to me lucky as well. However, the next person this happens to may not be so. In the meantime, Hackett says she's just thankful to be alive, and she plans to keep the fuel cap. When asked by the FAA if she wanted to get rid of it, she says, No, I want to keep it. It's my souvenir. <laughs> I'm going to put it in a little shadow box and hang it on my wall. It's mine now, bitches. <laughs> right. I'm keeping it. Jesus, man. She got wicked lucky. It kind of reminds me of, um, oh, what was that movie? Uh, the Truman Show, Jim Carrey, when that freaking uh, light falls out of the sky and they blame it on being a satellite. Oh. <laughs> uh, but you know, after reading that story, it made me start thinking about that age-old, um, what would you say, urban legend about aircrafts dropping frozen poop chunks out of their crafts, falling down to the earth. Yeah. And I came across this little story, Presto. Uh-oh. In Levittown, Pennsylvania, a family was settling up with their 16-year-old daughter's sweet 16th birthday, when all of a sudden something disgusting happened. Joe Cambry, the birthday girl's stepfather, said he was playing some horseshoes in the backyard when out of nowhere, something nasty and wet rained down on the entire gathering. Thankfully, a canopy was up which helped shield most of the people. Out of nowhere from the sky comes a bunch of feces, <laughs> landing hard on the canopy and also sprinkling some of the partygoers. We just gotten done eating cake. <laughs> we just got done eating cake, thank God, Cambry's sister Christy Rogie said, because within two minutes something fell from the sky. It was brown, it was everywhere, and it got on everything. It was disgusting. And there's a picture here I'll include of their canopy that just has a bunch of fucking brown splatters all over it. <laughs> the family has filed a complaint with the Federal Aviation Administration, and Rogie used a smartphone app to figure out that there were actually five different planes overhead at the time of the incident. The FAA told the TV station it will investigate the incident. Believe it or not, airborne waste problems are reported with some frequency. Back in 2012... A New York couple said they were splattered with airborne waste from an airplane as it flew overhead. In 2013, in England, a woman reported a frozen chunk of waste had crashed through her roof. <laughs> no. And last year, a New Zealand woman said her home was pelted with what she says was human waste from an airplane, and she was furious when the country's Civil Aviation Administration tried to blame the situation on a flock of ducks. It's raining poop again, Ted. <laughs> she says, I found it hard to believe. So we got tests done that proved it was human matter. And even at that point, the CAA still kicked their heels in and they wouldn't have a bar of it. The dumping victim, who did not want to be named, told the New Zealand Herald. So apparently that shit, pun intended, happens way more than you would think. <laughs> Watch out for shit. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Perfect timing. Uh, Cody, the gentleman we mentioned last episode, he just sent me a message that says, random info for you. There's a Dr. Phil interview with the Jilly Juice lady. 
Oh, Do you shit. remember that shit? That jelly juice yeah. bullshit? <laughs> the one that made you that... poop your ass out? Yeah. Like you, the purple juice that turned, turned, your, turned your shit purple? Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thanks for that, Cody. Want to check that out? You won't be pooping until <sighs> it's black and blue, literally. God, no doubt, huh? Okay, so the last poop-related story I have real quick here. In Florida, a huge storm rolled through. Mary Lou Ward, co-owner of the Port Charlotte home where this happened, said she and her family were enjoying an evening during the rainstorm when Sunday, lightning struck the home's septic tank and caused the toilet inside the house to explode. We came in here and the toilet was laying on the floor in pieces. There were pieces everywhere. She said the strike ruined the home's indoor plumbing and destroyed the septic tank. She said she and her family were lucky to be alive and very thankful nobody was using the toilet at the time of the lightning strike. She said a plumber who examined the damage explained that lightning must have ignited methane gas inside the septic tank, which traveled up the septic tubes and caused the explosion. I already sent pictures to my kids and says, don't do it. Here's proof of what you sh- <laughs> Here's proof of why you should never use the bathroom during a thunderstorm. I was told you never should take a shower during a thunderstorm because lightning can hit a reservoir and it can travel up your water pipes. Yeah, because a lot of the old houses have like copper water pipes and crazy electricity. Yeah, but uh, also this should be uh, like a friendly reminder of why you should shit and get off the pot. (laughs) Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of a get in and get done kind of guy. I don't see how people oh, can sit there and read books. Kind of a relax and uh, take a load off type of guy. <laughs> <laughs> sit down and stay a while, huh? Yeah, you know, read a book or two, per- peruse the internet, write show notes, you know. <sighs> Is that where most of your show notes come from? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, there's jokes to be made there, but we won't do it. Oh, <laughs> oh, <shucks>. oh. <laughs> Okay, well, this next one is going to get a little bit more creepy. Police in Jefferson County, Missouri, are looking into several mysterious dolls that have been found in creepy poses throughout the community. A small town in Missouri has been overrun by childlike dolls that have been turning up in bizarre and often dark poses throughout their community. And this actually was dated from August 19th. So what's that, yesterday? That was Sunday, right? Or today? No, what year today. is it? Oh, that's today, shit. Because we were recording Saturday was the, the 17th, 19th. 18th, so that'd be 19th. So 19th Okay. Today. The stuffed dolls have been spotted hanging off traffic lights, crying up against lampposts, and sprawled behind dumpsters or even dumped headless in flower pots around the town of Festus. The strange dolls have sparked concern among the town's 11,000 residents, and anger has risen among the police force. Somebody just wants attention. They think it's funny, says the Festus police chief. Lewis says he suspects the dolls are part of a prank, but he's concerned that somebody might get hurt trying to help one of these childlike dolls at the side of a road. And there's a picture here where it shows a doll hanging from a post, um, a signpost or a crosswalk post. It looks like a kid's just holding on for dear life. 
He says, in this town, people are good-hearted. People are going to stop and check to make sure it's not a child. They're going to get out and either get hit by a car or ran over. Then you're dealing with a catastrophe. No one has been injured yet as a result of the dolls. However, they've, been, they've piqued the interest of many Festus residents. Many have shared images on Facebook and other social medias. So there's one here of a doll dressed in a real big fancy gown with a sign that says, Don't be hatin'. And on the Facebook from Krabby Daddies, they say, Well, we got one of these crazy dolls today that are just showing up all over town. Multiple residents have reported seeing the same dolls in different places. It's creepy, one resident says. I'm not sure what's up with them. She was working on a tanning salon in town when she discovered one of the dolls last week. It was just laying in front of the business, she said. They've been hanging off of rooftops, hanging off of stop signs, and randomly laying in front of the license office. All kinds of weird stuff. And there's another one here without a head, it shows. Festus resident Tamara Pruitt says she stopped to investigate one of the dolls that she saw leaning against a light fixture last week. She says it looks like it was crying and then time out, but it was raining outside. At first, I didn't realize it was a doll. And it kind of looks like that. Are you following along, Presto, with the... Uh... Am, I, am I following along? No, I'm listening to you tell Okay, cool. <laughs> I didn't know if you were following uh, the actual uh, website here. Okay, cool. Well, you can join up with everybody else on the Instagram and see the picture. Yeah. But this one looks like a little kid out in the middle of like an island on a street. And it looks like they're just covering their eyes, leaning up against the base of this big uh, traffic light uh, pole. The dolls have also been spotted in Crystal City, a community just east of Festus. Both towns are located in Jefferson County, approximately 55 kilometers south of St. Louis. It's just a little creepy, the townsfolk say. That's fucking strange. Hmm. I'm going to call BS. <laughs> okay, explain. What do you mean BS. I don't know, like, I think it's just like, uh, you remember like when everybody, like, was, like, Stephen King's It was coming out and everybody was, like, dressing up as fucking clowns and, like, they were, like, clown shit all the time. Like, mm -hmm. I think somebody's, like, just going a little insane with, like, dolls and just putting with dolls Annabelle? all Annabelle? Yeah. Huh, huh, huh. I think it's a prankster. Yeah, I think I, I think this right. is a class A uh, example of gaslighting, like somebody's gaslighting like this community, and then now it's it's spreading out. So whoever's doing it, top notch to you, sir. Well, no, that's what they said though. Like they they said blatantly, it is a big prank. It's not like a bunch of ghosts showing up, or is it? Dun dun dun! <laughs> you just switched it on us. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's just a big prank they said they're playing. Uh, all right, buddy. Well, what did you bring to the table? Well, I lied. I actually brought something else to the, the table. Um, so this this article has been floating around on the internet for a couple days now. Mm -hmm. And this is like one of those like no shit Sherlock moments. So <sighs> couple who bought real life house from The Conjuring says they're being haunted. And what's more, they want you to experience <laughs> Someone call the Ghostbuster, or at least Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson. According to the Sun Journal, a couple who recently purchased the iconic Harrisville, Rhodes Island home that inspired the 2013 The Conjuring 
says they're being haunted. We've had doors opening, footsteps, and knocks. I've heard I've had a hard time staying there by myself. I don't have the feeling of anything evil, but it's very busy. You can tell there's a lot of things going on in the house. No shit. If you recall, The Conjuring is based off the true story of the parent family who lived in Harris, the Harrisville home throughout the 70s, and eventually they sought the help of the late Ed and Lorraine Warren, who were portrayed on screen by Wilson and Formaga. Formaga, whatever. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Anyways, that was the one that had the spirit of Bathsheba and like the Satanists and the cult, and like, you know, they had like the big. Uh, uh, armoire with the little ghost girl that locked the girl inside and like pulled on the hair and shit. It was a creepy fucking movie. It was probably the better of all the movies because I thought Annabelle was a steaming pile of shit. Anyways, these ding dongs bought the house knowing it was haunted, and guess what? It's haunted. Like no shit, Sherlock, <laughs> because it's it's historically known to be haunted. Like what did you expect? Oh man, get the fuck out of here with this fake news story. So what do you think? Like, it's another one of those deals where they just want you to kind of spend your money and they're back there banging on the walls and dragging chains? Yeah, probably, because they, they're talking about making it into a bed and breakfast. Like, we're going to expand. You know what? This gives us the opportunity to expand the house and add bedrooms. So if you'd want to come and stay the night and experience the knocking yourself, by all means, go ahead. You can pay us X amount of money. <laughs> hey, good job on a new voice, too. I like it. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> a little diversity in your little uh, bag of tricks yeah. there. <laughs> derpa derpa. <laughs> Hell yeah. And speaking of things that are lost and now found, uh-huh. a mysterious hidden door welded shut in haunted building has been opened for the first time. The owners of Nottingham's Haunted Museum have kept the door shut for more than a year, scared of what they might find behind it amid sinister rumors. Uh A mysterious hidden door welded shut behind a fake wall in a haunted building has been opened for the first time. Marie and Steve Wesson, owners of the Nottingham Haunted Museum, discovered the venue's only metal door under a layer of plasterboard when they acquired the old picture house last year. It was sealed shut in an emergency exit chute with plugs um, and electrics fitted over it and sinister rumors circulated about its past. What did they do? They opened it up, and what did they find? They found a five-pointed pentagram star made from charcoal, a grubby old teddy bear, and a collection of white candles burnt to their stubs. Woo! Huh. Yeah. I couldn't believe what I was seeing, said Marie, who recreated (laughs) a ghostly groping uh, for an American TV show. We're paranormal investigators, not Satanists, so we're going to have to get on it to find out as much as we can god these articles are shit (laughs) who writes this and they're all just a bunch of hillbillies yeah (laughs) anyways it says that the door opened and closed they heard sinister laugh and maybe we shouldn't have opened it well no shit because there's like you know pentagram and a nasty teddy bear so now do you believe the bit about the laughter like you creak the door open and you just hear. <laughs> You're so like They open the, they open the door and all of a sudden, you're, I'd fuck me. And they're like, ah, oh, shit, close it. <laughs> Thank God somebody's here. Put the lotion in the basket. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think that that's just you know hype to get the story in the news and get media attention. Like <sighs> it's a haunted museum. We opened a door. We heard laughter. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's my thing is like, I think anybody worth a half a grain of salt here in the paranormal field, if you just discovered a door that was welded shut, I would like to believe you would have your cameras, your recording devices, and everything else ready at the helm in case Fuck, you I don't did have get... like a fucking salt, iron shavings, and holy water, and a fucking yeah. priest. Like, don't act like it's your first fucking rodeo. That's the first <laughs> thing I would do. Just in case there's demonic laughter. Unless you're Zach Baggins, and then you open the door, and you're like, come at me, bro. Oh, shit. <laughs> or you're Rob Bones, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Bonesy. Oh, we need to go back to that haunted place again with him. <laughs> so um, that kind of reminds me. I didn't get the full gist of the story because I thought about reading it more in depth, but apparently Baggins had to remove the devil's rocking chair from his, uh, his museum because Aww. it's causing all sorts of pandemonium recently. Um, I just perused over the article, but it looks like several people, like the night it opened or something, all had severe reactions to it. So he had to remove it from, uh, pardon me, I burped. Ugh. He's going to remove it from the uh, the display currently. Pussy. <laughs> well, you know, we had a listener talk about how she had some severely negative reactions to the Dybbuk box, remember? Yeah. So, I don't know. Might be more to it than you think. Yeah, might be. Well, speaking of homes, Preston, we are living in such a time to be alive right now because you can literally have 24 uh, hour surveillance on your house with all these gadgets like, you know, the in-home security systems. I just bought a camera to mount in my house for 20 bucks that I can get free, you know, minute by minute uh, surveillance live feed to my cell phone. The the live doorbell. (laughs) Don't forget about that. Right. That's what it's getting at. And you also have your live doorbells. Well, this next story was sent to us by our good friend and listener, Eric. And it's something we read about last week, but we're just now getting to talk about it. Things are getting really weird in Henrico County, Virginia. Real weird. It seems many residents have been visited recently by a strange person wearing a television set on their head. And what's even more bizarre than that is he's been caught on these doorbell cameras leaving vintage TVs on their porches. This article on HuffPo was written on the 13th. At least 60 people have been subjected to the bizarre antics, which witnesses say are being done by a guy dressed in a jumpsuit wearing a TV for a head. They said it's the weirdest thing. He squats down and he puts the TV there and then just walks off. My first reaction is... This guy's response is great. Resident named Adrian Garner says, My first reaction was, Did we order this? Not in an Amazon box, so that was kind of strange. It was just sitting there. Jim Brooksbank, who found an old tube-style TV, a 13-inch on his front porch, finds the prank sort of funny, but he can't figure out the purpose. I can't think of any technology or political point that this would be making that would be valid here. It just seems to be a senseless. It just seems to be a senseless prank. Lieutenant Matt Pika of the Henrico Police Department says more than one person is doing the TV porch dumps. He said the officers picked up most of the TVs already, so citizens wouldn't have to have them sent to the waste department or waste time or money dropping them off on their own at the dump. They said it's strange because no crime is being committed. 
but the police are urging anybody who spots suspicious activity to call the Henrico County Police Department at 804-501-5000. But here's what's funny, Presto. This is the second time Henrico actually has been tormented by the TV head Phantom. Last August, almost one year to the day, more than 20 TVs were left on the porches of Enrico Homes, but it's not quite sure yet if it's the same guy doing it. But yeah, this dude's just walking up with a blue jumpsuit and an old TV on his head, just giving the gift of tube. Okay, so the question is, what would you do if a dude in a blue jumpsuit just came up to your house with a TV for a head and it was just dropped off a 13-inch tube TV on your front porch? Dude, fuck yeah, man. Thanks. <laughs> are you going to leave me that Atari to go with it or that yeah. Nintendo? Right. So do you think it's a similar prank to those dolls then? you think it's, I mean, it's just harmless fun, right? Yeah, I think it's just harmless fun. It seems like some stupid antics that my friend Jeremy and Matt and all of us would do back in uh, in El Dorado. We never did shit like that, but like Jeremy used to always go through like drive-throughs, and whenever somebody would, uh... oh no no sorry, he used to work at Brahms and he had a name tag, and the name tag would say Mister Bagel, and anytime yeah. somebody got their food, he'd him he'd give them the food, and they'd have this random bag of bagels he'd sneak in and just hand a bagel out. Here's a random bagel. Aww. It's awesome, yeah. Then he used to also go through, like, uh, Taco Bell and ask for, like, a glass of water, no ice, and, like, three packets of hot sauce. And then if they looked at him funny, he would just be like, yeah, it's just this thing I do. (laughs) (laughs) See, it seems like harmless fun, but uh, I don't know. It sounds like it was just done in one night. Yeah. So... Maybe it's going to be this annual thing, and next year they're going to have you know police on the corners and shit like that. You know, maybe the guy just wants to revitalize tube TVs because it's dying technology, and like the the younger generation does not know what it's like to have to click to your channels and like click your volume up, and like have to hit the side of the TV to get the picture to come on. Like I couldn't stay up late and watch movies past my bedtime when I was a child because I had a fucking click TV, and mom and dad always knew when we were watching. Because the whole house, you could hear click, 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 because it was so goddamn loud. So, yeah, that's very true. Um, in the comic book Saga, which if you guys, if, if any of you haven't read that yet, Saga is an outstanding graphic novel comic book. Uh, there's actually a race of people that are androids with human bodies, and they all have a, uh, a TV screen for a head. They all have, like, tube TVs for heads. And that's what it reminds me of is somebody cosplaying is I forget what the guy's name is. Uh Prince Robot the Fourth, I think was his name. But yeah, he's like a commander and a general that has a TV for a head, so Hell yeah, play. Hell yeah. Well, buddy, you got anything else? No, I mean that's all I brought to the table. <laughs> <laughs> you hey. said you said I have faith, find real news. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Hey, that's good, man. That ain't bad. Sometimes ain't bad. a short episode's not a bad thing. Yeah, not bad at all. Are you watching anything good lately? You got anything you guys been uh, glued glued to the TV? No, I'm trying to go back and to watch Wormwood, and because uh, okay. I never I never finished that. And then uh, Jeffrey resigned back up uh, for Amazon Prime. Oh hell yeah! And uh, so we're going back through Hannibal because I never finished season three or season. Four. How many seasons are there? There are three total. Season three is the last uh, season they did. 
Okay, so I never I, I got like I got like two episodes into season three. Oh. So we're just gonna go back and like finish, you know, from the beginning. We're already oh, okay. Yeah, you know, a couple episodes in. So Oh yeah, dude. So you started back at season one then, huh? Yeah. And oh, I, I love God. that show. Yeah. So I mean I could I could it's like the X Files. I could rewatch that, binge watch it for the rest of my life and I'd probably be okay. So shit, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking about in December going back and starting it over. I've got all the Blu rays for it. I used to have the digital files too. I think I gave some of those to uh, to Eric. I don't know if he ever redeemed them or not, but yeah, if you guys haven't seen Hannibal the TV series, it is honestly a phenomenal work yeah. of art. It's so good, and I'm still still holding out that they continue somehow with like a mini series or you know two night event or something. Man, I think they could. I think they could get all the actors back on board. And yeah, uh, well, it, I mean, it was heartbreaking because it was way ahead of its time, and it came out, and season three aired right before they quit paying attention to all the ratings on TV the way they used to, and yeah. actually started counting um, on demand, and like, um, oh shit, what was that? It wasn't TiVo, but it was uh, basically when you can record live TV and watch it later. Yeah, they they shortly began counting that as actual views for ratings right after they got rid of Hannibal, supposedly under the guise of poor ratings and poor viewership. So uh, it was heartbreaking because none of the big networks picked it up. Like everybody thought, like FX was going to get it. FX didn't do it. Everybody thought AMC. AMC didn't do it. And then Netflix, Hulu, and even Prime just dropped it. Like they all just said no. And at that point, you have these contracts, and once your show gets dropped and nobody picks it up after a certain amount of time, it kind of voids out the hold you have. And so all those actors went on to do other projects that they already had, you know, contracts for. But, yeah, they've come forward and said that they will definitely do more uh, if everybody can get together. And Mads Mikkelsen and Hugh Dancy have both said, yes, we are interested. We just got to get the whole game back together and it's kind of a situation where they all say, you know, I'll only do it if everybody else shows up, but we'll see. They said there's always a chance they could do like a mini series, like a four episode event or something, because I really want to see what he does with uh, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Yeah. So fingers crossed. Did you guys watch any of the, uh, the boys yet? No, I have not. Is that okay. uh, is, is that worth watching? Yeah, dude, it really is. Uh, my good friend Seth was telling me to watch it, and uh, I watched the first episode, and I couldn't quit. So I watched. I think I started it at like one o'clock in the morning on a work night. Watched the first two episodes. Watched the third episode the next night, and then started it over so Shayla could watch it. And I think we knocked it out in three nights. Hell yeah! Yep, Steve. I think Steve. I don't know if Steve finished it, but I know he really likes it as well. It's a very interesting approach to uh the oversaturated superhero movie market you know i love them i'll watch anything marvel puts out but i mean it is kind of uh they're the new zombies so to speak but yeah dude it's fucking solid and then uh wormwood i haven't watched that i think i'll watch it next after shayla and i finish mindhunter season two yeah um it's it's an interesting documentary and uh it's one of those um, don't watch it at uh, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock at night because there's a lot going on. So you need yeah. to be uh, you need to be fresh, fresh of mind. Yeah. So it's like a uh, 
It's kind of like a dramatization slash documentary, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, doesn't it have one of the Sutherlands in it? Uh, no, it actually has one of the... Uh, 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 what the fuck? Um, uh, Pennywise. It's got his brother... Um, one of the Stasgards. Stasgards. Okay, Stasgards. Cool. Well, dude, we're encroaching on 45 minutes here, so I think we got to go ahead and cut it. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. Listen, people, if you need a beard, if you want a beard, if you want to grow a beard that will, I don't mean, I don't even know where to go with this episode, not make you look like a TV guy or like a TV with a head will not make you do something <laughs> stupid like buy a fucking haunted house that you know is haunted. If you just want a beard that's just going to up your game all the way around and tame the wildest Sasquatch, check out BigDobsBeardBomb.com and use promo code PXLPARA for 20% off of your order for scents like Bay Rum, Sweet Tobacco, Fresh, Mint, Citrus, Dundee Cedar, Classic. I mean, you can't go wrong with Dobbs. You I got really oils. thought you, you were got... going to say, if you want to... Go ahead. If you Go want ahead. a beard that'll win you first place in a goatee competition. Oh, I did have Dobbs in me that day or on me. You know, <laughs> however you want to say it. I had Dobbs on my face. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... There it is. That's the redeeming factor we were looking for. <laughs> I almost spit my beer on my keyboard. <laughs> oh, boy. There we go. Oh. That one didn't disappoint. <laughs> A little bit of Dobbs does go a long way. Just remember that, folks. <laughs> Just a dab of Dobbs will do you. That's right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hell yeah. Did you get the promo code? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, P-X-L-P-A-R-A okay. for 20% off of your order. Hell yeah, dude. That's perfect. Cool. Savings on us, from us, from Dobbs. You can't go wrong. Hell yeah. And check out our Instagram, guys, Paranormal. That's where we put all the imagery and photos from the episodes we talk about. We just we just had our 100th post today. Whoop, celebrating. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, celebrating your first place win, Presto. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And then check out Mark's solo cast, Pixelated Sausage. Check out his video game reviews he does and playthroughs on Attack the Backlog. I think that about does it. Check out our friends over at Gunslinger Soap. Preston, what's my favorite race car podcast? Sports Cars Unleashed, where if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then, yeah, check out our friends over at Maniverse Podcast, Evan and the Boys. We got to meet Evan back when we went to visit Rob uh, last November. And then, yeah, I think that'll do it, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Catch us next week. Stay spooky and stay on the Paranormal Highway. The cast at Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the Paranormal Highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. Email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.